Preston Dodson arrived at Campbell in the fall semester of 2007 and has never left the creek. A three-sport standout at Camden County High School in the northeastern corner of the state, Preston came to Bowie's Creek as a walk-on basketball player, earned a scholarship, graduated, then played football for a season. He finished grad school, started working in the financial aid office, got married, and now serves as director of financial aid at his alma mater. My name is Stan Cole, class of 87. This is our second installment of Tales from the Creek, where we visit with people who've made this place special over the years. I'm delighted today to be joined by Preston Dodson. Welcome to Tales from the Creek, Preston, and thanks for taking time out of your busy schedule to be with us. Thanks, Stan. Good to be here. Preston, your dad, Philip, served in the Navy for 30 years. And was he stationed in the Tidewater area for most of your life, or did you guys move around? Yeah, so we were fortunate enough growing from elementary school to high school. We, we stayed in the same area, Camden County, North Carolina. I uh, grew up in a little city of South Mills um, in Camden. And uh, I was born in Burlington, North Carolina, actually, but at a very young age, moved out there. And, and we were fortunate enough to stay there um, for quite a while until I moved out and, and came to Campbell. Sure. I've traveled all over this state um, in biz- or for business or pleasure, um, but I've never been to South Mills, North Carolina. Uh, what, what was South Mills like? What, about what size of a town? How, what would you compare it to around here? I, could, I would compare South Mills to Bowie's Creek, North Carolina. Very, take out the university. Uh, take out Campbell University, very small, no stoplights. Uh, one or two gas stations in South Mills with a little supermarket. Um, so very, very small area, rural farms, trees, swamps, um, all, all fun stuff. So when you were a kid, did you just in summertime or when you didn't have school to go to would, or after school, did, were you just on your bike and gone or out doing stuff or playing or, or with your friends or what was it like? Oh yeah. As a, as a kid on, on the bikes, we grew up in a, a neighborhood called Pine Ridge, um, there in South Mills and, uh, had two streets in the neighborhood. And we would get there on our bicycles, ride up and down the street, play street hockey, um, hide and seek. We, we played all, all kinds of stuff as kids. We're up in the summer times. It was getting up early in the mornings outside until mom or daddy called us in for, for dinner that night. Um, so that, that was some of the most fondest memories of my life. So you basically knew everybody in your community pretty much, right? Yep, absolutely. Wow. Um, so coming from a place like South Mills to Bowie's Creek, there's some folks that come here from large cities, um, from huge metropolitan areas. This was not a stretch for you, was it? No, e- e- very easy transition for me, and, and it's probably part of the, one of the reasons why I chose to come to Campbell in, in the end of the day. Preston, what are some of the p- folks who helped you develop into a college-bound student and a Division I student athlete as you were growing up? Yeah, I think I'll start off with, with my mom and dad. Right. Um, dad was always, always driving me um, to, to be the best that I can be. Hard work pays off, all that good stuff, military uh, teachings. Um, mom was always there for me, supported me, take me to practice in the mornings, practice in the evenings, travel ball on the weekends. She was always there. And, and then high school coaches as well, primarily uh, Coach Mark Harnley. He was my basketball coach um, at Camden High School all, all four years. And, and um, he was there at seven in the morning before school starts to put us through workouts, stayed, stayed after for, for practice in the afternoons, put us through our team practice, um, really instilled confidence in me that I can participate and, and be a contributing 
player on a Division One team. Um, so, so Mark Harnley did a lot for me, and, and I think he's probably one of the best coaches, high school basketball coaches in the state of North Carolina. Preston, when did you first learn about Campbell, and what was your first exposure to um, the university here? Yeah, I think it was. It, I think it was my the summer after my junior year. I think um, Coach Harnley actually told us we were going to a team camp mm -hmm. at Campbell University, a basketball team camp. Um, never heard of Campbell before then, uh, so we show up. I think we were staying in Saul's uh, dorm for, for the basketball camp, from what I remember. Uh, and one of the most memories I have is kind of coming out of there and walking down to the gas station, um, the shortstop down the road, um, and going to get some snacks or something after the camp. But So that was my first exposure to Campbell uh, University is at a basketball camp here. So what what are you thinking? Uh, you know, growing up, we think of Division One sports. We think of big twenty thousand or eighteen thousand seat arenas, and here you are in the summertime, Carter Gym, no air conditioning. Mm -hmm. um, what what was what was the day like for team camp for you, for you guys? What how did that go? So they actually, we had a number of high school gyms in the area mm -hmm. that that we used to go to for the team camp. Um, so so we'd play some games in Carter Gym. We'd go to South Johnson High School or Harnett Central High School, schools in the area to play against other teams. Um, but the experience in Carter Gym, no AC in the dead of the summer, that's hot. Uh, but it, it, was, it, was a, it was a good time, I, and, and I enjoyed the team camp here. Um, it's, it's always good to get away uh, from, from everyday activities with, with your team that you're on in, in a different environment and, and go through some adversities and bring, bring you closer together. So that team camp, did, uh, meeting the staff, um, the coaches, uh, is that kind of what leads you to start thinking about Campbell? You had plenty of other opportunities to go other places in football, basketball, and baseball. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I think uh, one of the coaches, I don't know, remember, I want to say it was Bobby Kennan at the time, uh, talked to Coach Harnley about me after the team camp and, team camp and, and let, just let him know that Campbell was interested. Uh, eventually they, they decided that they didn't want to offer a scholarship, which was okay, but it, it, yes, that's that's what got me leaning towards Campbell University is their interest in me as a player on the team and them seeing in me that I had the ability to contribute to their team um, really made me start thinking more about Campbell and coming to Campbell. So where where's the deciding factor um, for for a, a young person? Was it was it your drive to play Division One athletics? Was it the the programs here at Campbell? What what led you to making the decision that Campbell was the right spot for me? I think uh, wanting to play Division One athletics was a big driving factor. I knew I could, um, and it was also proving the ones that didn't think I could wrong, mm -hmm. right? Because, like you said, I, I didn't get, I didn't have any Division One offers out of high school in any sport. Um, had Division Two, II, Division Three offers in all three sports out of high school, um, but I wanted to play Division One, and I wanted to prove a lot of people wrong. Um, so, and that on top of Campbell being a, a small area, right, I, I, I grew up in a small area, so it was an easy transition for me. Not being too far from home, three hours from home, right, so I could go home if I needed to, but it was also far enough to where I didn't want to go home every weekend. Um, so so those, are, those are several of the factors that, that led me to Campbell. Was basketball always your first love, or was it whatever was in season? <laughs> Mostly whatever was in season, but uh, baseball, I would say, is is primarily what I was focused on um, starting in middle school throughout freshman, sophomore year of high school. Was my, my focus was on baseball, and I was getting a lot more looks 
uh, from being a pitcher in, in the baseball. So um, that was my focus initially. But then really when I got to playing basketball and, and baseball in high school, I fell in love with basketball um, and, and just the fun I had participating in practices, games, in base or basketball is, is what ultimately made me pick basketball. So you had a, a great baseball career as well. Pitched in the uh, Eastern Finals against Colin Parker, I believe, who pit, ended up pitching here at Campbell. He was at Princeton, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, it's kind of a funny uh, circumstance that both of y'all end up uh, here at Campbell as uh, student athletes. Yeah, yeah, they uh, they handled us pretty good in, in the Eastern uh, Conference Finals. The Princeton was a really good team. I'm, I, I don't, I want to say they went on to win the state championship, but I'm not sure. Um, but yeah, it's it's a small world and, and, and funny how two, two guys that are competing against each other end up at the same place. Right. Uh, Preston, you know, your freshman season was the last year of 55 that Campbell played basketball in Carter Gym. And for, uh, for the last 15 years, um, you know, we've had a, a, an arena that's as good as anyone uh, has that at a uh, school that at our size in uh, Gore Arena at the Pope Convocation Center. Um, what was it like playing at Carter in that atmosphere, in that system that y'all played, um, uh, you know, uh, with people right on top of you? What, what, was, what was it like that, that last year? I love playing in Carter Gym. Um, the, the atmosphere, the noise, the fans right on top of you. Like you said, the style of play we had, we were very much an up-and-down team, man-to-man, in-your-face defense. Um, so it was very exciting, uh, and I was very thankful to be just be able to play in Carter Gym my first year just to be a small part of history here at Campbell University. Well, then the next year you go into um, to the arena, and, you know, honestly, there were some folks that were concerned, well, is there enough people to fill this place up? Well, then you all start uh, getting some wins, you, know, you beat East Carolina there in front of a huge crowd. Virginia Tech comes in there uh, later on in your career. Um, you go from the small, old school, built in 1953 place to the, the, the arena with all the, the bells and whistles. What, what was that like for you guys, um, you know, after uh, your locker room situation, everything. <laughs> um, tell, tell me a little bit about how, how, that, how that made y'all feel when you stepped on the floor the first time there. Yeah, it was, it was like a kid on Christmas, right? It, it, it was awesome. Big adjustment. It was definitely a big adjustment for everybody. Different backgrounds behind the rims, behind the goals. So, so you, a little bit of adjustment there. Like you said, locker rooms. Um, I can remember one time in, in Carter Gym, we go into the locker room one morning for practice, and there's like an inch or two of water on the floor in the in the locker room over there in Carter Gym, um, just because it's an old facility. I think it some some rain rain hard overnight and water in there. But then transition over to to Gore, and we have the the beautiful lounge area for for the team and big screen TV on the wall. We can sit in there on the couches, watch some TV before practice, and then you go back and you got your Everybody's got their own locker, name tag on it, all that good stuff. So it was a big transition. Awesome for, for me and all the other guys as well to kind of just be in that environment. Like you said, one of the best facilities in the Atlantic Sun then, but the Big South present. How much does do you think now, I mean, this is 15 years later, um, how much do, do facilities matter? What and, and in what ways do they matter um, just university-wide and in athletically-wide in, in recruitment and uh, attracting students? Yeah, I think uh, they play a huge part. I really do. Um, and, and 
Carter Jim had his, had his advantages, but also had his disadvantages as well. Um, bringing a recruit to campus, you show him Carter versus you show him uh, Go Arena now, right? You can just imagine from a, a younger kid's perspective or a young adult's perspective what, what they're thinking in their head. So I think it, it means a world of difference in recruiting, also for fan experience as well. Um, like I said, Carter has its advantages in, in that aspect as well, but a, a fan coming to the game, um, and, and Gore is a really great experience, not a bad seat in the house, still a really good environment, still gets loud, still feel like you're right there on top of the game and, and watching good quality Division One athletics at the same time. Preston, our campus has transformed over the last 15 years. I'm wondering if it had something to do with the fact that you got here and then people said, well, we got to up our A game. But <laughs> the, the curb appeal of this campus, um, as I've heard people um, term it in the past, has been amazing. You, your, uh, your office in financial aid is located in one of the newer buildings on, on campus. And, um, you know, and the, the folks who've not been here uh, over, you know, the last 15 or 20 years, frankly, would not recognize it. What's, what's it been like to, to attend and then work at a place that's been so vibrant in its growth? It's, it's been an overwhelming experience, really. You know, I mean, attending as a, as a student here, I, n I never thought I would be still at Campbell University as, a, as an employee of the university. Uh, n never. Um, but I, I've enjoyed the, the whole time here. And, and like you said, it's changed so much. I, I frequently try to bring some of my friends back to campus that haven't been here in a while just so they can see the place. And, and when they do come back, that they're in awe uh, of the changes that, that, I mean, there's been dorms, a couple dorms t torn down since, since our time here two or three new dorms built. Like you said, my office is one of the newer buildings here on campus, right beside the, was it 100,000 square foot plus student union here on campus. So it's just, it's amazing to see the transition from 2007 to now. Let's, um, let's circle back to your playing career. Um, the Camels played a tough non-conference and a, and a really great conference um, schedule. Um, the Atlantic Sun, of course, the, the movement, the shift in the league. Uh, teams were in and out. UCF was in and out. Belmont was in and out. Lipscomb was in and out. Um, what are some of the games that stick out in your mind and in your memory uh, of your time uh, that, you, that you played here, Preston? So some of the non-conference games, you've already hit on them a little bit. Virginia Tech, when they came down here to Bowie's Creek, um, it was a, I think it was a whiteout game. So mm -hmm. every fan in the stand had white shirts on. Sold-out crowd, obviously, Virginia Tech. I think they were ranked top 25 when they came down to Bowie's Creek, and and that, that game really stands out. We were within six points the whole game um, in, in, until, like, the final minute, I think, and they, they pushed it out to a 10-point game or something like that. Then then playing ECU here um, in Bowie's Creek as well was a big, big rivalry, and, and I think we, we got them a time or two here in Bowie's Creek, which was nice. Um, in conference games, um, one game that really stands out that I'm thinking about it is we played Lipscomb um, in Nashville, Tennessee, or, or and usually the in the Atlantic Sun, the road trip mm -hmm. was Lipscomb and, and Belmont, which are two really tough teams in, in the conference. Um, and the game that stands out to me is is we beat Lipscomb on a buzzer beater by Jannard Hartley. Jannard uh, got it in the in the corner, shot a three, 
buzzer beater to win the game. Um, and, and that was a real, I think that's the year that we um, shared a, the title, the, the um, Atlantic Sun title as well. So that game stands out. Um, and then when we traveled down to North Florida it, and we won that game, I believe it was, it was it, that's when we clinched a share of the title, the Atlantic Sun title that year. Um, so that game stands out too. You didn't miss, mention um, your, I believe it was your uh, senior year going down to Auburn and beating an SEC team. Uh, yep. There's not a lot of uh, folks at this level that can say they've, they've gone in and, and done that. Uh, that was part of a, a three-game uh, tournament there as well. Yep. Um, some other big games that I can recall from your, from your, um, from your time, uh, I guess after clinching at North Florida or clinching a share for the title, uh, being able to clinch the uh, regular season on senior day uh, mm -hmm. against uh, ETSU in front of a sold-out crowd for a conference game. Mm -hmm. I mean, people get excited about East Carolina. People get excited about ACC schools. What does that say when your supporters come out to watch a regular conference game on what was senior day for uh, Kyle Verosca and Miles Taylor and William Kasangi and Jonathan Rodriguez. Right. I think it's it's easy for the fans to get behind guys like that, right? I, I think we had a great group of guys, and, and the Camels fans, they, they have always been there to support their team. Um, I, I, you've been here longer than me, but I think you could you would agree to that as well. They're, they're always there supporting the team, and especially if you have a, a good group of guys um, that – that put in the work every day and, and, and play, give their all on game day. And I think the fans kind of, they feed off of that and then the, the athletes feed off the fans. Um, so that, you know, there's so many other games that we could probably sit here and talk about for another 30 minutes that, that were huge and, and, and fun uh, during my time. But um, yeah, that, that ETSU game at home, that year, I mean, we were full court pressing all, all game too. So that was just some fun basketball to watch. We talk about game night, the game experience. That's really a small part of being a student athlete. Um, uh, when Campbell competed in the Atlantic Sun and had to go to uh, play, at one point in time, had to play games in Louisiana, uh, Alabama, South Florida. Um, Y'all spent a whole lot of time on the bus and the hotel and the airport and the planes together. What what did that do to develop your, your team um, collectively and your in your community within when the within the bunch um what what's that like Preston yeah I always enjoyed getting on the road with the guys um it was always a good time being able to develop that that um that camaraderie um sitting in the airport just making small talk getting to know your your teammates better that you're that you're working with every single day um and, and of course it's going to have its times where you're like Okay, I'm tired. I'm tired of you now, right? Mm -hmm. I, give, give me some space. Uh, but I enjoyed that. But not only the teammates, the the others, the the staff that were able to come along on the trips. I remember Oliver coming on, along with with us on a lot of trips on the bus, and and you know me and Oliver have developed a relationship and have stayed in communication since since I played there. So um, so so those are those are important to me, and, and I know that they were important to to the guys as well. Sure. What. Um any any um, things stand out uh, in your mind as far as uh, hijinks or just fun things that y'all that had happened over? You know, any any stories that you can think <laughs> of that that come to mind? Yeah, I think uh, one that comes to mind right now. We were on the road in Nashville, Tennessee, um, playing Belmont and Lipscomb again. And um, on these road trips, we would we would go for four days. I think we would leave on a 
either a Thursday morning or a Wednesday night, depending on where we're going. And we would stay Thursday through through Sunday because we would play our other game on Saturday. And, um, you know, kids being kids, 18 to 21-year-old kids out on the road kind of have some downtime in between practicing games. Um, I think it, this was, it was me, Matt Gwynn, and Cole Dewey. Um, we were in the Embassy Suites in Nashville, Tennessee, and we got a little bored, I guess. And I don't know who made the paper airplane. It was either Matt or Cole. I didn't make it. I wasn't good at it. But one of them made a paper airplane. We went up to the very top floor, took the elevator up to the top floor. I think, I don't know, it was 20, 30 floors in the, in the hotel. Through this paper airplane, the, the, it was in the, the center of the hotel was – it was very high, and, and all the rooms, it was like kind of like a circular hotel, so the rooms wrapped around the center, right? So through this paper airplane, and it was going in a perfect circular motion down all the way through to the lobby, right? And us three, we jump on the elevator, push number, the first floor, try to follow this airplane down. It was going, it was going, it was going, and then one of the coaching coaching members, were, they were sitting on like the second or third floor in, in some area, and the paper airplane, I remember it landed right there beside one of the coaches. And I never forget, we, we didn't um, make it known that we threw that paper airplane, but uh, that was, that's something that, that stood out um, during my time on the road. So You heard it here first, everyone. <laughs> this, is, this is how wild it gets on Campbell basketball <laughs> road trips, making paper airplanes. Uh, Cole Dewey, of course. Uh, a, a guy that you shared a career with, uh, you know, y'all were here at the same time. He's gone on to quite a uh, successful coaching career, now a Division One assistant coach at uh, Texas A&M Corpus Christi. Did you see that coming with Cole? Did you, did you see his um, him wanting to get into coaching and, and being as successful as he had at so many different levels? Oh, yeah, you could, you could see it from, from freshman year here, right? His dad was a very distinguished coach at South Johnson High School. Uh, down the road here so I knew he, I knew he had it in him and and I knew he was going to do extremely well um, in the coaching field uh, he's definitely a player's coach uh, players love to play for him he's, he's tremendous at building relationships with those players um, so, so uh, it's no surprise to me that he has moved up so quickly in the coaching ranks starting out in JUCO and now as assistant at a division one school that made the NCAA championship tournament last year and in their first year there at, at Corpus Christi. So expecting big things from um, from him and, and for this year and moving forward. Who are some of the other um, guys that you stay in t touch with? You, you mentioned bringing uh, former classmates back and having them see see the changes and stuff. Who are some of the other guys that you're in touch with regularly? Uh, regularly, I, regularly, I would say Jonathan Perry um, is one of the primary ones. I still keep in touch with, with Anthony Horton, um, Kyle Varaska, Jannard Hartley, um, Andrew Ryan, uh, just just to, just to name a few, I'm sure I'm missing some, um, but uh, but Jonathan Perry is the, primarily the one other than Cole that I communicate with pretty much on a weekly basis. Um, he, he's doing really well. Still lives in the the Durham area, growing family there, but uh, he, he's doing really well. In addition to earning a starting role in the basketball team and and uh, uh, spending so much time uh, working on your game. You're also an all-academic performer. Um, how did you manage your time to be able to stay on uh, top of things basketball-wise and also, uh, you know, honor student in business administration? Yeah, time, time management, really, and, and uh, the good support system, right? Um, had, had a lot of good um, 
support here uh, during my time at Campbell from the academic side. So uh, that that's very important. Um, and and we, they placed the emphasis on, on the academics first here mm -hmm. as well. So um, I'll rem I remember one time we were on the road down at Mercer, um, down in Georgia, and I, I think it was about a f either five to six hours, eight hours, something like that drive. Um, so we, we, we flew down there, but uh, we had a game one night. Then the next day I had to make a quantitative methods class or they were going to fail me because I had missed too many because of participating in games. So Campbell put me on a – a van right after the game had to drive back to campus that night and the rest of the team stayed down there but we drove back that night so I could make it to class that next morning so uh, good times Preston is that is that um, time management skills is that something that that you came with um, you know you mentioned growing up and your mom and dad's support did they did they uh, instill that in you growing up or is that something you kind of developed while you were here I think yeah, it was definitely instilled in growing up, but but it also you got it's kind of a learn as you go when you get to college, right? Sure. Being on your own for the first time, um, you you're gonna have to to, to learn um, to, to get th get things done, or, or you're just gonna fall behind. And um, so I think a little bit of that was definitely instilled in me um, during during my time, and because I, I was athlete in, in high school as well. So and, and you mentioned I played all three sports in high school, so. We, we had homework in high school too, right? So um, being able to, to get my homework done and, and participate in athletics um, go hand in hand. Because if you don't do the homework, don't get the grades, can't participate in, in the athletics. So um, it was an easy decision for me to, to manage my time in order to get that done. So being on the team was the carrot that dangled in front of you to make you uh, study on the, on the bus <laughs> when you were making those long trips and playing uh, Eastern North Carolina 1A football, basketball, and baseball. Oh, yeah, long trips wow. for sure. So during your time at Campbell, uh, the university brought back its football program. Uh, yep. when, when did you maybe start thinking about the fact that you might want to play some football? Uh, Gosh, I, I didn't – I really wasn't interested in playing football at the next level until my senior year in high school. Um, and I went to my football coach and I said, hey, I'm kind of entertaining the, the option of, of going to play some football. Um, and he reached out to some coaches for me and some coaches came in and, and took a look and some some smaller schools offered me some, some spots on the team. Um, but then I was like, basketball, basketball is it. That's what I want to do. So get to Campbell, uh, fast forward four years, my senior year, playing basketball, I fractured my eye. Right, I took mm -hmm. an elbow to the to the to the eye, and it and it had to get eight screws and a plate put in. Um, and I had the option: I could redshirt my senior year um, and play again, play another year, or I could just sit out for. I think it was a month. Um, they wanted me to sit out, wear a face mask, and continue to play. I wanted to finish with the guys I came in with, mm -hmm. so ultimately I decided to, to sit out for a month and and, and play. Um, so then I was, I was thinking, you know, what I want to do when I graduate. I, I didn't have a job lined up. I was unsure what I wanted to do. Um, I was like, I'll go back to grad school. And, uh, and then I, was, I think I met a couple guys on the football team and um, started thinking about football. I was like, it would be, be cool to see if I can go out and, and try to play football for a year. I would enjoy it. Um, but I only wanted to go if I was going to play. I didn't want to go out there and participate and not have the opportunity right. to play. Um, so went met with Coach Steele, um, Dale Steele, who was the coach there, and said, "Hey, this, I'm interested, but I'm not interested if I don't have the opportunity to play." So um, he told me he would give me a fair shot, and and once he told me that, he told me to come out there and watch practice, see if he thought I could compete, 
and that's when I really, really started thinking about it and, and making that transition from basketball to football. And, folks, this is a guy who didn't just um, just participate. This is a guy who competed 117 career games played in basketball. That's still in the top ten uh, of the, on the Campbell record books. Then he goes on to football, and he leads the team in receptions, yards, and TD catches his one season there. Um, what was the progression like? Uh, you know, you go from – you finish college basketball mid-March, your, your senior year. Uh, spring football season did you just roll right into that what was that what was that spring like and you're trying to get ready to graduate yeah it was it was a lot um, but uh it was fun it's it, so it kind of, like I said earlier it started he coach still let me come out there and just just watch a few practice to, practices to see mm -hmm. if I was interested right I went out there checked it out I was like yeah I can, I can play out here you know, I can I can get some playing time on the field with these guys um so once I made the decision to commit to it um Start really just dug in and, and had to learn the playbook, right? It, it, the playbook in football is totally different than a playbook in basketball. Mm -hmm. Had to get in football shape, which is totally different shape than than, than basketball. Um, and and I, I wouldn't have been able to be as successful as I was without the support of the guys that were already there, right? There was um, many different uh, – Paul Constantine, Harrison Jordan, Carl Blaine, and um, – Murph, um, they they really stand out to me. The, those four guys, they were the, the four primary. And Chad McMichael was there as well. Johnny Rogers, got all the, that receiving core. I'm sure I'm missing some, but those are the ones that stand. Nate Landy, they, those all stand out. They helped me learn the playbook as quickly as I could in order to to help the team. Um, so it was a huge transition for me. And and without the support of all those guys, that I, I wouldn't have been able to do it. Playing in the Pioneer Football League. Um, uh, where there weren't a whole lot of six foot five, two hundred and thirty pound wideouts or or slot receivers running at at uh, little five foot nine cornerbacks, um, and you had a pretty good guy throwing the ball to you as well, uh, Braden Smith, who started off his career at SMU and he was the son of a high school football coach in Texas. How quickly did you you guys develop a, a rapport? Obviously. He targeted you plenty of times if you led the team in receptions. Yeah, it, we had to develop that rapport really, really quickly. Um, like I said, it was a, it was a, um, you know, jumping in the fire and, and tr figuring out a lot of it. Um, and uh, it was eventually, uh, originally they wanted me to play tight end, but then I, you can't learn to pass block and all the pat the uh, or the run the pass blocks, um, run block schemes, and the pass routes in in one year. Or, or one summer, right? So they said, focus on slot receiver, and, and that's what you'll do. And you know, I was I was here throughout the summer, right? Because I, I was I was working um, in the accounting office at the time, and and you know, getting out there and and, and working with Braden and, and the other receivers during the summer was very beneficial for me, um, as far as you know, sharpening my my route running skills and and, and learning the playbook, uh, just in general over the summer was a tremendous help. How did you become involved with the the business office, and then you moved into the financial aid office? Where where did you start there? You you mentioned you never thought you'd still be here. Yeah. You know, I I recall when I graduated in 1987, <laughs> I was never going to come back. I was never going to go into the the job that I ended up doing two years later. Um, how did you get your start and and um, and uh, become interested in the, in that area? Yes. Yeah, so I was. I was going to do in the MBA program, Masters Business Administration, participating on the football team, and uh, I needed I need some money. I needed to pay the bills, um, 
so I was fortunate enough to get a um, student worker job in the accounting office in this actual the same building we're sitting in right now. Um, so I was a student worker initially, and then I transitioned to a graduate assistant role. Um, I was uh, working very closely with the Federal Perkins Loan here in the office. Um, did this for about a year and a half, two years. And then um, the financial aid office, they had an open position. It would be working with the athletes here on campus. So that's cool. That keeps me involved with, with athletics here at the university. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of the people in the athletic programs here. Um, it's a full-time job. At, at that time, it was going to be a full-time job. I didn't know what else I wanted to do. I was like, let's go for it. Let's do it. And uh, so worked in the accounting office for a couple years, then transitioned over to the financial aid office where I've been ever since. You, you played for Robbie Lang and Dale Steele, kind of a couple of old school coaches. Coach Lang played, uh, went to Vanderbilt initially to play two sports, and Coach Steele had been uh, coaching football for years and years. Um, what, what were some of the things you learned from, um, from those, those guys and their staffs? Yeah, so um, you know, Robbie Lang, the, the, the basketball coach here, he, he, he taught me a lot, right? He didn't, he didn't put up with no crap. Um, he was a straight shooter, told it, told it like it was, um, expected a lot out of you. And if you didn't live up to his standards or do what was requested, he, he would let you know about it. But it, it was all in, in, in for good reasons, right? He just wanted you to be better, be a better athlete, be a better person, be a better human being. Um, much, a lot, much of the same with, with Coach Dale Steele and, and, and his staff, right? I only had a year with them, uh, but I had a lot of the same feelings uh, towards his staff. Sure. And then you come in as a student worker and then a graduate assistant and, uh, and an entry-level full-time worker. Who are some of the folks who kind of shepherd you along the way and uh, helped show you the ropes uh, across campus? Yeah. Um, so, so shout out to Al Hardison here. He's, he's still working here at Campbell in the accounting office, and he was, he was actually my first direct supervisor um, here in the accounting office. So um, that, that was Al Hardison. And, um, you know, still, still work closely with Al to this day. Um, and I appreciate him giving me the opportunity uh, to, to start in that role because without, without that, um, no telling where I would be at. Um, but it, Kelly Earnhardt as well, she, I worked really closely with her in the accounting office um, in, in my first couple years. And, and she taught me a tremendous amount with um, just the Excel, right? She was an Excel guru. So she did a lot with Excel, and she taught me a lot of stuff that I still use to this day. Sure. What in the financial aid office? What what's the best part of your job? Everybody knows that you know people come in, they apply for for uh, school, uh, they got to pay for it somehow. What's mm-hmm. the best part of what you do now as director of financial aid here at Campbell? Yeah, I guess it would just be the the seeing the students' dreams come true, uh, right? Um, a lot of the students uh, may not have the means to come to Campbell University. Uh, but being able to put the best financial aid package that we're able to do for a student and, and seeing the look on their face or, or their mom or dad's face or grandma and granddad's face that they can actually attend the university and, and it'll be not, not as costly as maybe they would have imagined it um, when they see the, the initial um, price tag of the university. Um, so that, that's, I, I love that part about the job, but I also love being able to work with a team right now. I'm the director of financial aid now, so I manage a team about – 12 individuals and and I love um, being able to to kind of work with each and every one of them and that are that are there for the same goal right we're there to to allow or give students the opportunity to come to Campbell University working with that team leading that team um, in in order to achieve that goal so I, I enjoy being in that atmosphere in that environment 
So how, how would you say that your Campbell education, um, you know, your Campbell experience helped you prepare you for what you're doing now? Uh, it prepared everything I do now. It, it it's, was influenced by what I learned here at the university at some point in time, right? I mean, it, from I was a general business administration major, mm-hmm. right? And it, it, it didn't have, have a, a primary focus, but it taught me everything from communications to marketing um general ledger spreadsheet i mean it everything about the the business administration program helped me in the in in what i do um in my daily daily work both of your brothers served serve in the military and you serve in the coast guard reserve was your dad's longtime service a catalyst for you to follow in this manner what what um what influenced you there, Preston? Yeah, I think so. Um, I mean, not only my dad, but his brothers and sisters all served in the military, and his dad served in the military. So I think just, just growing up with that family background really was a factor in me going into the Coast Guard Reserves. Um, also seeing my brother in the Coast Guard um, it really motivated me to do the same. Uh, and, and a little side note here that they have Coast Guard Reserve provides really great health insurance, mm-hmm. and, and I was about to start a family, and uh, so that was a, a little bit of a driving factor there too. But also, uh, all joking aside, that was more to 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 be be a part of something bigger than myself and and help help serve um, the the United States and its citizens. Sure, you and your wife Erica met um, here at Campbell. Um, tell us about how y'all met and how your relationship grew. Yeah, so it's that's a that's a really funny story. She's 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 four years younger than me, so um, and we didn't I didn't meet her, start talking to her until it was very very late in her senior year or, or right after she had graduated. So it was quite some time after I had had finished up my master's here. Um, but she, I was at a Campbell basketball game, and she was working for athletics. She was recording a, a basketball game for for the basketball team. And I saw her, and I, and I knew who she was. Never really thought about talking to her before. But anyway, I saw her at that game, and I just sent her a, a quick little message on Facebook. Messenger was a big thing uh, back then. And um, I shot her a quick message on there. Chatted with her back and forth for about a day or two. Then she, I think she moved to New Mexico State for about a year. Wow. So she ignored me for about a, about a year or so. But once she moved back to, into town, because she's from here. She's from Andrew, North Carolina. Mm-hmm. That's where she grew up. Um, so once she moved back to town, she reached back out to me. And um, we hung out a few times. And rest rest is history. So, um, you know, got married in September. Wow, it's coming up. Five-year anniversary is coming up, September 2017. So, um, and so five years and, and three kids later, here we are. Wow. Um, four, two, and five months. Yes. Now, Erica was a student athlete as well, and so we've already talked about time management. <laughs> um, you know, I've got two grown kids, and but we were always it was always man-to-man defense at our place. Mm-hmm. How how do you get it done with uh, with three and 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 uh, and pulling all together in that in that kind of a family realm? <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna have to call in Erica on this one because she she's at home with them every day when I'm working. Uh, she does a tremendous job raising all three of them and and thankfully she she has a really good support system here um, with her family being 10 minutes down the road from from where we live so um, she does a a tremendous job with with all three kids but I I know about when five o'clock rolls around and it's time for me to go home she's she's ready for me to get home for some backup. (laughs) 
you mentioned Oliver. Oliver is my now 22-year-old son who uh, uh, probably uh, served as water boy for about <laughs> eight years uh, for the Campbell basketball team from maybe – I think he made his first trip. He was in kindergarten all the way through middle school. Um, I can remember my wife, Claudia, who at the, um, at the time when Oliver was very young, there was sometimes where she would say, uh, would hold him out and say, here, uh, mm-hmm. at when he was a toddler, uh, it's, it's your turn. Yeah, and uh, yeah. and those, those are some good days. But it's, it's great. You've, you've been exercising your brain. You've been trying to figure out problems and come with solutions at um, – at work all day and but it's a different thing when you get home right yes yeah, it's, it's it's does the baby need his diaper changed now or or does the the four-year-old need something to eat real quick before she gets ill ill as a hornet um it's 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 a lot of things but i enjoy it i've always wanted a from from when i was a i have two younger siblings um that one's a sophomore in high school now and the other one's 20, 21 years old. So I always grew up as an older brother with younger siblings, and I always wanted a big family myself. So it's it's a blessing, and we're fortunate enough to be able to have three healthy um, little kids, two girls and a boy. And uh, when I get to go home and spend time with them, I, I, I enjoy it so much. Now, are they still a little little to come out, and they're or a little young to come out and enjoy a game yet? Have you, have you tried that yet? <laughs> so we, we, we tried it last year before the third one came along. Um, took them to a basketball game, and they did okay at the basketball game. Minus Gaylord. They, they don't like, one of them likes Gaylord, and the other one's scared of Gaylord. Um, so we'll have to figure that out. But they both like Gladys. The two girls like Gladys, so that, that's good. But we tried the football game, um, the, the Thursday night game against the Citadel this year. Um, didn't bring the little boy, but the the two girls came out and made it to to halftime, and then they they headed out. <laughs> yeah, it it. it um, I can remember back in the day, my folks would let me stay up till halftime when mm-hmm. I was well young, and, and it's kind of old, but they they do wear out. But, yeah. but that's a good thing. Uh, you you mentioned family being a part of it. It's uh, family's sound. It's been a big part of your life and uh, and Erica's life what's it like to have that support uh, system around uh, you guys as you raise your young family in a small community like the the one that you raised up I mean is this dream come true kind of thing for you Preston I mean yeah I, you could sum it up that way it is I think it and people always say it but it takes a village but it, it really does I, if we were you know 10 hours away on the the west coast without any family support here my mom and dad are only an hour down the road mm-hmm. so that in, in an hour in, in in the country it's not, it's not a far trip right so right. um so it, we're we're very fortunate and blessed and and like i said i don't I, I i couldn't imagine it any other way finally as we wrap up here today um preston can can you put into words what campbell university and this Bowie's creek community how it has impacted your life uh, how hasn't it would be would be a better question right I mean it's impacted it it's it gave me the opportunity to come here and, and earn a college degree gave me an opportunity to come here and play division one basketball gave me an opportunity to meet my wife gave me an opportunity to have three beautiful healthy kids um and and, and earn a living all while doing it so it's it's Campbell has given me everything um and and I only hope that I, I can give something in return Folks, that's Preston Dodson. He's the director of financial aid now, former Campbell basketball and football standout in uh, Camden, North uh, County, North Carolina, South Mills, North Carolina, uh, a town he calls just like, uh, compares to Bowie's Creek. Uh, and he is today's subject in Tales from the Creek. 
Thanks, Preston, for your time. We really appreciate it. And thanks for joining us. Thanks, Dan. Thanks, Dan.